Hearts of Hearts presents Where's My Fucking Million? The Ame Christie Podcast Show. Hi everyone. Thank you very much for being here today. Uh, this is a magic show, Where's My Fucking Million? We love the title. I hope we reach you and we touch you with this name. It's there for a reason. As you know, uh, this word is the most used and misused word which we use in our vocabulary. Now, uh, I'm a lady, uh, but I'm still using this word and I want to make a point out of that. Many times we think that if we are all nice, uh, never mean, kind, never cool, uh, always talking nicely, somewhere we're not talking meanly, either to ourselves or to others. And uh, that's not so. Um, I had an experience and I want to share uh, this with you before I start uh, the continuous with the mic chapter, which I believe that you're waiting by now. Uh, I want to tell you a little bit story of myself. When I was growing up, uh, my grandmother was a major figure and my aunt in my upbringing. And they taught me to never swear, never talk badly, never say a rude word because I should not do that. I'm a lady. And just remember that. And the years went by and I ended up probably around 30 years old and um, I was just a full bottle of uh, pressure, uh, ready to explode, of so much niceness, never meanness, just kindness and always smiling and being polite. I mean, imagine if anybody can pull that show off. I don't think so. I could not make it and I don't believe that 8 billion people on this planet could ever make that. So one day I just got tired and... Uh, Something really upset me. And then I said to myself, what's the price which I pay for being this person which is so unreal and so irrational? Because I had a lot of very uh, bad dialogues to myself. I've said I, I could not stop uh, calling myself stupid and idiot because apparently it doesn't matter what I've done, I was not good enough, neither for myself, neither for others. And I said, I'm going to stop this charade because this is not me. And as bad as, as it sounds, I was swearing for probably two days, unedited, whatever I thought, I just said it. And I said it as it is. I mean, I know I was a very unbelievable experience for my family, for my husband then, who said, what's wrong with you? Where does it come from? I cannot recognize you. I said, okay, you might not recognize me, but now I finally feel myself and I recognize me. And after two days, when I let loose, I started balancing my observation and my language and all came back to normal, which means I didn't feel like swearing and I didn't perceive that I was nice and mean. But if that word came up, I would still state it without having bad feeling about it, without feeling guilty that I spoiled the discussion or I spoiled my image, by the way. So if you are one of those listeners which went through my journey and you feel yourself that you are so full with cursing and bad words towards yourself or towards others which you don't dare to voice out, then even if you stay inside of your room where nobody sees you, just let it run. Just say it as it is. And when you get it out of your system, you definitely feel much better. And then you can shake it off and go on with your business. What I advise everybody to learn the art of life, which means know yourself for both better and worse, for both positive part of you as much as the negative. Uh, when you know yourself for both sides of you, you know others and you see others for what they are, not for what you want them to be. 
you embrace them in your heart. When you and them are in your heart, you're actually paying forward what you want to receive, and that's wisdom. And that wisdom, it's you. And that wisdom, it's a wisdom in awakening. Why I'm saying that? Because every single experience and every single encounter, it's much more of what you are. And if you see yourself always a fool, uh, never wise, never smart, not having result, obviously that belief about yourself is going to embrace you in your next experience. That's why it doesn't matter how much resources would be there, how many opportunities you're going to take out of the moment exactly what you believe of yourself. So that's why it's the saying, uh, the Christian saying, what you sow, you shall reap. So if we sow our beliefs that we're not worth it, that nothing is good enough, that nobody gives us nothing, that uh, we are unvalued, that we have no affection, and the list goes on. Obviously, we are powerless. Uh, our existence is futile. And there is a saying, for those that have, much more it is given. For those that have not, much more is taken away. So the following uh, discussion with Mike is going to lead him to the realization that he paid tenfold his parents' back but what's most meaningful, he paid himself uh, because only then he's realizing how much he gave towards uh, his life and towards other people's lives. And thank you for listening. Let's start the show. Hi, Mike. Thank you very much for being here again. Hi, Christine. Thank you. So we left our story unfinished and we would love to continue today. Can you tell me what you experienced after the last uh, chapter? I saw value in my father after 20 years, I think. So after 20 years of uh, living, I would say a lie that your father is not valuable, uh, we were able to bring you to the presence of love and light with your father that is a valuable, credible man which contributed greatly to your life. Yes, it was uh, a value for me for, I don't know, 10 or 15 years because I was a child and he was my <laughs> guardian angel and my uh, he spoiled me badly. Okay, so he spoiled you badly, yes? Yes. So he invested a lot in you, you realized the value. And uh, please to the dear listeners, I would love to say, imagine what's possible once you see things differently and you're able to embrace both sides of your existence and of uh, your parents, first of all, because from your parents, uh, basically, you start paving uh, the rest of your life. That, those observations are catalysts in uh, making your dreams and your desires manifest here and now. So, continuing the story, uh, we left off where you felt like uh, you betrayed your parents by not giving them back uh, in the same way Mostly financially, um, you didn't spoil them. You had no capacity to spoil them. And that's why you felt like uh, you're not deserving uh, their love and affection for them to invest further in you. Would that be accurate to say? About uh, me not paying them back, you're right. But uh, loving and uh, getting support from them, I don't know if I was uh, stopping them to give me that. I don't know. Maybe you're right. So why I'm saying that you're stopping them from giving you affection and uh, investing much more in your support. How many times uh, you actually realized that you're taking advantage of them? Oh, so many times. 
So when you believe and you see that so many times you took advantage of them, of their nice nature and nice heart, uh, do you think you still want to spend time with them? Because you know every single time you're going to be around them, obviously in some form of shape of, of way you're going to take advantage of them. That's why I'm not spending time with them. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I thought that uh, there are other reasons than that. Dear listeners, um, we had a discussion with Mike previously to the show and uh, if I'm leading towards that direction, it's because if I put all the details before, uh, probably you're going to feel bored to listen to all those stories. But the one thing which was, is relevant, which came up, is that you're not going to spend time with people which you felt they've done so much to your life and you feel indebted to, because their presence makes you feel indebted and made you feel as a failure. So that's why you're going to try to avoid those, because they remind you on how much they contributed to your life, yet you're not seeing how you've done the same for them as well. Does it make sense now, Mike? Oh my God. Dear listeners, so you can identify with what we're talking here. Imagine when uh, you know that uh, you're supposed to do your homework when you, we were kids. And I messed up the homework and I've uh, really spoiled it. I actually copied from my friends and then I got a 10. I pretty much stole the whole mark which I've got. Yeah? So that was not my work, that was not my achievement. And then you go home and everybody puts their hands around you. Oh my God, you are amazing. You are so brilliant. You are a genius. And then the neighbors come and your mother and father just praising you and praising you, how a great achiever you are. And then you go next day to school and the teacher is praising you and pointing you out like you're the best student. Okay, Chrissy, stop uh, okay. it. Uh, stop no, 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 it. I'm not going to stop it. <laughs> and then you come home and you receive a bicycle because you're such a great student. I said, oh my God, how these people can be so, so gullible to credit me so much when actually I'm a liar and a cheater. Mm-hmm. And then you despise you because you're a liar and a cheater. You didn't work and you didn't deserve what you received, yes? You have a lot of resentment towards yourself. And then in that moment, you say, okay, I'm going to make sure I'm never ever uh, receive praise without hard work to make sure I'm deserving it. Would that be correct to say that that's your character here somehow? Yeah, and that's why I I forgot about my million because it's too hard to (laughs) make it. It's too hard to make it, yes? So I I say it's no substitute for hard work. And I please, I don't want to put hard work on a pedestal, but I feel like when you did something and you put all those pieces of puzzles together and you have an input in every single action, uh, then you know that whatever you earn, whatever you receive, it's worth it, yes? Now, going back to our story, imagine after this experience, you have an expectancy to fulfill, yes? Yes. So you cannot go to, num- to 9 or to 8 as a, as a mark because you have to get 10, obviously. Now, obviously that was not your work with copy. Then you are at war with yourself because you are a liar and a cheater. Then you are at war with yourself uh, against your parents because if you're letting them down, you cannot live with yourself because the betrayal just gets bigger and bigger. So when you have you done that? Now I remember things. <laughs> now I know why I'm doing a thing for one time only. <laughs> Not to be a failure. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. Okay. So 
just the way our mind thinks, we're using these sequences and we, it's paving the roads of our lives and we do not know where does it come from. So Mike had a major problem until just a couple of seconds ago of never doing the same thing twice and changing every system so often that he doesn't even know what the system was about. Yet he's a brilliant man who has a business which reached lots of people, not just in one country, in many other countries. And he didn't know why he's spoiling it and why he doesn't have results. So would I say that I just uh, made you see it? You made my million. I made you a million again, man. This mic is owing me a lot after this show. I think. <laughs> <laughs> and you, dear listeners, are here too. Hear your statement. So I made him another million. Plus the other couples, which I made him in the previous shows. Now, we're realizing that the amount of pressure, uh, it's huge upon us. And that's why we don't dare to fail. So our mind is more in how to make sure I'm not failing. So guess what's going to happen when we want to make sure that we're not failing? Obviously, wherever we're protecting ourselves from, we're going to encounter. Uh, Say that, when you change so often the systems, not having anything to lean back on, what did you feel about yourself? Not being a material anymore, being in a spiritual world. Okay, so you actually disconnected from the material, because in material, results hold on, and those results creating a, a paradigm of impression about other people's observation of what, what I created. So I mean, exactly. my result hold here. I have like 10 for mathematics or whatever. I'm going back to school because those are the years which mostly leave a mark upon our lives. But going back, you cleaned up, you erased most of your results, most of your systems. You didn't let one system hold for long enough. So obviously, in material world, you would have zeros, yet in uh, immaterial, in spiritual world, which means your mind, you would have squillions. Yes. Good. Good word. Yes, squillions. Okay, good. So imagine if you live 10 years, 20 years, and you reach your age, which is, I'm letting you, Mike, say it. Yeah. 35. Okay, many more to go. And erasing result because nothing is good enough. Why is that? Because if you have a result which surmount a mass, obviously that's an evaluation of how much a failure or a winner you are. If that result is not compared, I mean imagine in these years your spiritual mind, which is a lie, because we don't have such a thing, like spiritual without material doesn't exist. All these ideas which is in your mind become so big and so fluffy and have a huge inflation. I mean, no material result will, will ever measure to what a mind can come up with. I mean, we all know it. In our mind, we can travel anywhere. We can be billionaires. We can be rocket scientists. And all these fantasies can be in our mind. But in the real world, we have to work for those results. So that's why if we erase the earthly results, our material uh, possessions, whatever we've done, even if we've done, uh, let's say, uh, one project good, and we say, thank you for that. Uh, we've done $100 today. Great, thank you for that. I, I was able to save a dollar. That's something, it's better than nothing. As, as money saving, it's a, it's a habit. That's something, it's a result. But if I'm erasing all this, because in my mind I have a million, and this is just a dollar, it doesn't compare to my million, 
I'm never gonna make it. And that's why I chose to write a book, How to Make Your Million with One Dollar. I think it's a brilliant title and I cannot wait for you to uh, come on uh, our Facebook platform and also on our site and uh, download this booklet which costs you just one dollar to figure out where is your million and how to make your million with one dollar. I think it's great. So Mike, going back to you, we just made you another million. So what's the result which you want to have? I don't know. I feel so positive and so energized and so fulfilled. So I don't know what to ask more. <laughs> so what do you want to give yourself after having the, this realization that you are the million that you're searching for? What do you want to give yourself? A hug. <laughs> we give you a hug and I believe all our dear listeners, um, if I can ask, even if you're not here in, in the studio present with us, wherever you are, we hug you, you hug us and uh, lives go on. Thank you, Mike. Uh, love you and uh, thank you for being here. Uh, but you still have something left for the next chapter. And I'll let you know why. Then. And thank you for uh, your enlightenment. You're most welcome. Thanks for listening. For any comments or questions, please visit our Facebook page. I'm a Christie. See you in the next chapter. <laughs>